Andy, what do you think's the best part of the forest? The best part of the forest? I think about uh, it. I will use, yeah. we'll use, we'll pad some dead air, but I want a good answer out of you. Oh, God. I mean, I've got an answer, but this no, is No, obviously, we know where you go in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like the dark places. All right. That's uh, not a real answer. But no, the dark. Okay, but anywhere dark in the woods that has moss, so that you can kind of be nasty with the moss in your toes, but oh, no one like can a, see you. Like a thicket, like a, maybe <laughs> a thicket, like a mossy thicket you can squelch in when no one can see, and you're like, <laughs> thank God for forests and how dark they are. Rory, do you ask because you have a forest and you want to know the good place, or I ask if I'm being honest, Andy. I ask because I thought that you might be able to go somewhere interesting with it. (laughs) Really really just kind of bummed me out. Really just let you down? I don't know what's funny about trees. I didn't ask you to be funny. I asked you to share a personal moment and tell me what you like about the forest. My name is... Mr. Sour Pickles. They are the visionaries. Grappling hook. It's all about helping people. Close up with people. We're getting on my nerves, horse. We can't ever go back to Arizona. I need a little bit. How did JFK get my spaghetti video? Welcome, fight Mondragore. Good morning, and welcome to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the adult podcast about children's car. What? <laughs> Record scratch. Now hold children's on a minute. Children's cars. <laughs> <laughs> about about uh you guys live action beep 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 we're doing it um oh, holy uh, shit it feels, uh, feels bad in my stomach but before we before uh, we learn more i'm austin i'm rory i'm andy and it's fucking morphin time <laughs> <laughs> that is what they said that was their famous catchphrase it's and fucking morphin it's time it's fucking morphin time the mighty morphin power rangers the seals off it's 10,000 years Rita Repulsa is free. Uh, time to conquer Earth. Get get the teenagers, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. Here, hold on. Okay, now let's let's kick this off before we get into our whole thing. I think we need to morph ourselves, right? Like, if I okay, if I was Austin oh. and I got some sort of morphing power, uh, I would take the form of, I think one of those weird mistake dinosaurs that. Oh, sure. Like the headbutt guys? <laughs> yeah. You're like one of the guys who like, one of the dinosaurs that you're just like, oh, I can kind of see why it didn't really <laughs> stick around, you know? That's what didn't catch on. <laughs> this one, yeah, but it was still, it's still like fun. Like it's in a museum and people are like, do you think guys just sort of put, put those bones together or was that a real one? <laughs> oh, you know, I can tell you guys about the bone wars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's a, it's a, yeah, that's a hilarious period of time where, where everybody was dinosaur crazy and people and then uh, mostly these two different museums. But like a lot of people were just inventing dinosaurs. They would just take bones and uh, put them in, in an order and call that a new dinosaur. And then uh, the bone wars, so to speak. We can't relitigate skeleton warriors. Was we doing just... that. No, but they would also then they like dynamite people's museums so that they would lose their, wow. <laughs> lose their dinosaurs. <laughs> The Bone Wars ruled, man. <laughs> Begun the Bone Wars have. 
<laughs> Rory, what would you morph into? Oh boy. Um you know, I'm I'm a fan. They already claimed it, but I like the mammoth. That's a fun animal. I'd say here it's a yeah. big fuzzy elephant with extra and teeth. Definitely it's not a pretty dinosaur. Rad. It's definitely not a dinosaur, but there is multiple non-dinosaurs, so you can't that's, really that's a good point. You can't put that evil on me. I didn't start the trend. <laughs> sure. This isn't me being being like, I'd be an orca after I'm supposed to be only sharks. <laughs> yeah. I think I think I would probably be a Brachiosaurus. I'd morph into one simply because I'm always I've always kind of been fascinated what it would be like to have your head that far away from everything else, like in a Which different. Which one was zip the baller code? with the fat club on his butt, the tail? The oh, it's the got, Stegosaurus. It's like a, it's no, the Pachy Pachycephalosaurus. Oh, those are the headbutt boys. Maybe they do both. Ankylosaurus. Oh yeah, Ankylosaurus. That's the one. Just that Were big we? fucking monster on the tail. Look. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. We, obviously, this is going into dinosaur talk. We need to get back to Sentai talk at some point. But were we well, dinosaur kids as kids? Yes. Or Austin was. Is one of my first it. words, apparently, according <laughs> uh, to people. Kind of. You know, <laughs> I was a nerdy kid, but I wasn't. I wasn't like especially nerdy for dinosaurs. So mm. do with that as you will. Fair enough. I was. I had. A, I had probably about a, about a year where I was really into dinosaurs, right, and then I yeah. gave up on it. My very passion quickly. burned bright and burned fast. You know, <laughs> twice as hot. <laughs> um, and then by by as soon as I you know hit like age seven or something, I was already sort of transitioning out of dinosaurs and into you know other cool stuff to like, perhaps Super Sentai. Yeah, I w- okay. Now at that age, I was a very big fan of the Mighty mm-hmm. Morphin PR. Um, which is, of course, the public relations team that, <laughs> that handles what happens in the in the aftermath of these horrible giant fights. Right. That would be great. I would watch that. No, no, y'all, we're doing Super Sentai, and that is that extends way beyond Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but they are kind of at the epicenter of our sort of way in to this genre. Uh, yeah. Rory, Andy, you guys want to talk a little more about? about this particular development. Yeah, I can I can hop in a little bit. So we we've talked about wanting to do this for a while. Uh Rory and I are both kind of like low-key horny for these ridiculous uh uh what what's the actual genre called? It's uh it's tokusatsu. Tokusatsu is like this genre in Japan of like action content with really heavy focus on special effects and live action stuff. Like it's not cartoons or anything. It's like everything from Godzilla to Power Rangers. But here in the States, it, it aired Saturday morning. It's always sort of been very l- closely related to me. Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. I just want to interrupt. The judges are looking at it, Andy, and yeah, uh, mm-hmm. they are, they have to, they, they, they throw up their hands because that you are not <laughs> technically referencing anime. Um, and so they are going to let it go. So you may continue. <laughs> <laughs> this, this thread has found its needle. Uh, I I am I'm always interested in this in this genre, but I've not watched a ton of it, and I have way more experience watching it uh, non Power Rangers content because Power Rangers missed me as a kid, hardcore. The closest I came with in- engaging to Power Rangers was I had some of those Happy Meal toys, mm. um, which were dope. By yeah, the I way, they were pretty very rad. cool for a Happy Meal toy. They kind of fucked. Yeah. Well, they and the really real, cool. like the full toys were amazing. I had like the full, 
the full Megazord of the the original oh. five um, <laughs> that all sort of work together basically exactly as it shows it in the show. Like the the Mastodon arms rotate around the same exact way, and it was it was pretty hype. I was getting hype again just thinking about it. Yeah, I had because obviously we watched a bit of Power Rangers today, and we'll get into that in a second. We're we're in nostalgia land. I had. Uh, one of those, because I think part of the Happy Meal toy was it would give you a toy, and then they also gave you the fucking belt buckle and the and the medallion. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and that was I even even a person who was like mm, I don't think Power Rangers is that cool, but I'm gonna definitely have this medallion. This shit's dope. Like they knew they really knew how to tap into something that would that would capture the imagination of of tiny little under ten year old kids. Well, right, because uh, they knew you were going to run around at recess and you're all going to get to play Power Rangers. And, you know, if you didn't have a, a little transforming chip, then you couldn't yeah. play because you couldn't morph. Legally. Legally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. I didn't watch this. I the, the stuff that I've watched more of in college, I kind of went on a Common Rider kick. So I've seen a chunk of, of Common Rider, which is essentially like a bug man who rides a motorcycle and fights bad guys. And terrorists and shit. Um, and that's another really long storied franchise. But the one that we're going to do here for a few weeks uh, is called Super Sentai. And Sentai just means like squadron in Japanese. So like they're all like different sort of squadrons of these super powered teens with crazy outfits and robots. And uh, the show that got turned into Power Rangers is the 16th super sentai show which is it boggles my mind but it was already so deep because the first one came out in 1977 well i I, to me i think it makes a little bit of sense this is because only because so so we watched the first episodes of both of these so that we Mm -hmm. could kind of compare what they're what they're doing yeah Uh, i was surprised how little of the episode combat made it uh from japan made it into the english episode it was um, yeah on almost entirely unique things. So, that being said, why bother re you know, uh, why bother remaking this show if you're only going to use about 18 seconds of content? Because you have <laughs> six, you have 16 years of data showing you that this that kids are extremely horny mm-hmm. for for this show. <laughs> it is you a know, hype machine. Like with, with yeah, without a doubt, that kids are going to lose their fucking mind. It's been scientifically calibrated for. <laughs> A certain like seven to ten age group that just <laughs> ruins them. <laughs> well, and it is crazy because you know I said it was the sixteenth, and Rory said sixteen years, and you might think Rory's making an assumption, uh, and like, oh, of course it couldn't have come out yearly, but like, it did. There, there was a new show, and I, I, you could call them seasons of the same show if you want, but they're basically, you know, it's like a Final Fantasy type situation where they're not necessarily connected. It's just a new Super Sentai show produced every fucking year. At least 30 episodes, if not 50 plus, a pop for 16 years, starting in the 70s. Yeah, it's it's airing like a kid's show. It's airing like an anime, you know, or a children's yeah. anime, rather. But like in the 70s, that kind of longevity is is noteworthy to me. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think if for any stickler who's like, but you're a cartoon podcast, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see what you're doing here with my time. Um doing this on your show and well first of all shut the fuck up um and second of all um you know this was power rangers was created by heim savan and chucky levy who uh 
were masterminds behind quite a or, lot of cartoons in the late 80s and 90s. They're old cartoon men. Old cartoon <laughs> men, you know? And <laughs> you can really track this, the evolution of this through cartoons and through, like, bringing things like Samurai Pizza Cats and bringing mm-hmm. in... Well, yeah. Saving effort <laughs> by <laughs> grabbing content. And, and um, we'll get into this in more in, more in depth, but... I would say the 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 English the uh, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers um, it does have a little bit more live action taste. Uh, yeah, the the mm-hmm. Japanese is is a cartoon. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it just is. There's it, it's it's so <laughs> lovely the way that they just don't even bother trying to hold reality to to to, to any <laughs> no. uh, to any measurement. No, I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, I I also I want to say I know we we sort of hinted at this, but for those of you who might not actually know and maybe watched Power Rangers as a kid, Power Rangers is a Franken show. It's like Robotech that we watched a year or two ago, right? Like it is made with new American footage intercut with original Japanese footage from the show that we're going to watch and talk about first. Kyoryu Sentai Zuranja. But it's so much better in, in the sense that, like, I would not Franken show uh, a uh, a Robotech. That would be my choice, a Macross. Mm-hmm. This is just stealing action sequences where people wear costumes and being yep. like, I could use that and make a, you know, make a show in English. Make and I think that's cool. Thing. Yeah. yeah, it is cool. It was a very interesting opportunity that they snagged. And they were lucky that the company who does Super Sentai in Japan was was cool with it. Because I'm assuming they've had to make the assumption at some point, like, we're not penetrating the American market with this. Like, this is right. (laughs) This is Japanese content. Like, yeah, we're not shipping this overseas as is. And so, like, you know, you get the opportunity from Saban to be like, let's both make money and do this thing. And we don't have to. Neither of us has to do nearly as much work for a show. Why don't we do it? Especially the Americans. They really did not have to work that hard on this. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let's let's dive in. Let's uh, let's start talking about uh, our first show, the original season 16 of Super Sentai. Kyoryu Sentai Jurenja. It's Morphin Time. Kyoryu Sentai Jurenja! So the way this is spelled is 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 non problematic. I, I I can see the inclination to change the name, uh, yeah. <laughs> especially in the theme song as as they're just sort of shouting Jew Ranger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is that is an interesting thing because you know the the there is no Z Y U sound in Japanese. There's no Zu. It is Jew Ranger. Like if you look at the way that it's written out, it's Judenja. However, they've explicitly spelled it with a Z, yeah. and I think that's the intent. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we'll we'll just kind of avoid continuing to say Jew Ranger. Well, I think it's an. I, I don't think it's interesting. I think it's a coincidence, but I, I think it's an interesting artifact of a show of a property you want to adapt and be like. 
already having to make a big change right mm-hmm. out the gate. Yeah. 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 Let, how, we really have to come up with a new name. <laughs> but how great is that theme song, though? It's uh, fun. It's, it's not quite school. as good as the ending song. <laughs> the <laughs> most <laughs> anime thing I've ever seen. We will have to play it at some point. I was thinking we should we should sing it in English to the, to the, to the pod. Oh. <laughs> Maybe for Patreon. Maybe for Patreon. <laughs> uh, so, Rory, do you want to tell us about this first episode? Yeah, let's fucking do it, bros. Uh, this episode is called The Birth. Uh, when Witch Bandora is revived upon returning to Earth after 170 million years, which I think brings the makes the dinosaur thing a little more contextual. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yes. Uh, although I'm all, I also got big, uh, big Wizard of Oz vibes off of this episode. Totally, I agree. So, okay, uh, mysterious Wizard Barza must revive the five legendary heroes in modern times to take her to take her down as the Zoo Ranger. Yeah, I unironically was so hyped watching this show. I oh, loved, me too. It's, I loved it watching was, this. It was as good, if not better, than uh, Japanese Spider-Man. It's yes. It has such a. I mentioned it in the in the intro. S- such an a whimsical refusal to be realism that <laughs> is just delightful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, at the same time, it's also interesting because. Watching this, and we have to really, I think we do have to really try to separate this and immediately comparing it with the next episode that we'll talk about, because we can do a little more of the comparison in our next segment. But uh, it right off the bat, it is actually like telling a story. It is telling a story. No, that's for sure. And it's doing things that um, are not only hilarious and fun to watch, but like, Bandora instead of Rita Repulsa, Bandora, which sounds like Pandora, and so Pandora's box being opened, you know, mm-hmm. is like, you know, Pandora coming free. And then there's also like they're from the planet Nemesis, which Nemesis That's where I was kind of getting at. Like the very first line of this show introduces a planet that's next to Earth that isn't real, right? Yeah. There mm-hmm. is no planet Nemesis right next to Earth. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's The first moments of this show are so ridiculous because we're just told on a TV broadcast that a space shuttle full of little kids has just reached planet (laughs) Nemesis. There's like two adult astronauts and two child astronauts just for, I guess, for equality. The little girl is adorable as shit, too. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you send two kids to a planet you've never been to before? This is what I'm saying, though, about about these shows being like chemically like lab created to be hype for kids because oh sure this is what we love to see immediately is that like mm-hmm. you know not not a 30 year old who says they're a teen but like an actual kid who looks like you and me is like yeah. also gets to be an astronaut and you're like i'm in um, yeah, yeah and yeah but the fact that there's like yeah two adult and two child astronauts that are just going to the planet <laughs> nemesis um and they land on this planet and immediately, the first thing that these adult astronauts, because the kids have to stay inside, I guess they're not, they got to wait <laughs> yeah. in the car. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's like when you go, it's like the parents are, went on a trip to the bank and the kids couldn't stay home alone. Like, right. well, ride in the car. Right. We're going to go in. But the two, the two adult astronauts get out. And the first thing they say when they land, these are scientists, mind you, that are landing, <laughs> I love so hard. landing on a foreign 
planet that they've, you know, no human being has ever been on before. And they get get out and they say, no, there's nothing here. <laughs> oh, except that box lets open. <laughs> well, right. And they go find a cool <laughs> box later. But like, you're a scientist. So the first thing is like, ah, there's, ah, man, there's nothing here. <laughs> what did you think? I guess that sort of leads a little credence to the to the Pandora stuff, right? Like this was a box you clearly weren't supposed to open, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and you did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because we we there's that part of things, and then we cut back. There is an old man with a giant ear. Yes. Uh, oh, the this, man. This this old man who like he's like a janitor sweeping the front of this like condominium building. And then he can somehow hear the astronauts' radio communication, and then his this giant fucking Keebler elf it's ear like slides out me. from behind him. It's like the ear from the Mac and Me monster. So <laughs> yeah. a really fun. So it's silly. Yes, something genuinely fun about this show, though, uh, is just leaning so hard into practical effects. Right? Yeah. It, it yeah. Is, it's visually delightful, even when it's silly. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like they're trying to get away with a shoestring budget. It seems like they're trying to be whimsical and fun, and I loved it. No, they're also not wringing every possible moment of airtime for, like, weird fart jokes, which yeah, we'll right. get into later. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but, yeah. yeah, it follows this sort of, I don't know, it follows a story. It, it, it takes its time, and it's it's really fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, I'll say I'll say that the first half of this sh- of this episode definitely is trying to tell a story. At some point, it falls apart, and it's just about the action. It turns into yes. nonsense. Yes. yes. To be honest, that is the style. So, I mean, it's been said many times by a lot smarter people than me, but like, you know, I mean, we've talked about it on the Infinite Backlog podcast too a little bit, where like American comics weren't being particularly successful in Japan because in Japan, manga is like very little text on the page and a lot of action and American comics at the time were like text bombs and then a little bit of action and like the sort of action forward story second approach to kids entertainment is like huge over there and I think that's part of it like I, I think that's why this was they had so much I mean, it's why they had so much footage to use when they did <laughs> Power Rangers but yeah. like I think it's part of why it's like all flash in a way. Like they're focusing on the special effects and the fight choreography. And there's some story around it a little bit, but it's mostly just to get us from place to place. And it's all about the badass shit. Right. So. I, I want to share the the monsters that join uh, <laughs> Bandora when she comes out of her, her box. And yeah. so those four creatures that also show up in the U.S., Power Rangers, but they have different names, and I very much love their names. Um, <laughs> we have Bookback, Topat, Plep- Plepricon, <laughs> and Griffersar. <laughs> so I had a, I had an actual question to Andy about this. So these are these are super silly, and uh, the way that the names appear in the subtitled version, it was a little unclear if this was sort of like a super text or if they. Because they they speak at this grumbly blah, 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 blah. and it is mm-hmm. I, I I assume if you speak Japanese you can kind of infer what they're saying kind of like a you know Hulk or whatever <laughs> so so I was curious are they saying their names or is was were uh, they not are they being Pokemon they were not at that time I don't think they were saying their names I think those those were like their names were like literally being shown so super text yeah they were like just what just for the introductions their names were being shown there I think they had unrelated like yeah kind of dialogue yeah because they had dialogue right with the with the name it was it was 
hard to yeah. decipher uh, what was yeah, happening. Yeah, so so when when Pleprechaun shows up, for instance, it shows Pleprechaun or whatever it is, and he's going, he's making little like Pleprechaun sounds. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't know a lot of Japanese, but the bit I I picked up was it felt like every time they were talking, they were talking in like Japanese onomatopoeias. Yeah. Uh, onomatopoeias? Uh, yeah, it, it <laughs> happened. It's fine. We're not going to do a second take. We're all live, baby. We'll, we'll do it live. <laughs> yeah, no, they're goofy as shit, and I love them. And they all have kind of Muppet voices. I had big Muppet vibes, too. And I like that, I mean, again, we'll talk about this in the second segment, but I, I like that, that that carried on in the uh, the English interpretation of their voices as well. They gave they gave them strong Muppet vibes. And I think And the big silly costumes were fun. Again, yeah, they it was are. like yeah. they don't feel like bad makeup. Like uh I mean I, I don't want to dog on Babylon 5 because people love it mm-hmm. and I thought it was fine. But like this didn't feel like it was trying in a way that Babylon 5 did. You know, it was like these are right. Well made, but not an attempt at disguising that they're costumes. No, nope. it's like a Absolutely. theatrical costume. Like I don't yeah. know, it's yes. like a like they're just lovely. They're just fun. Yeah, there you're not wrong. There is a theater aspect to this. Like it, like this feels like this could be a live show. Yeah, in a lot of ways, I would fucking murder somebody for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers on Ice <laughs> to, <laughs> to see a live <laughs> Sentai. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That does... I mean, they do them in Japan. It's, yeah, it's it's real. They definitely yeah. do that sort of thing. You totally. My, could. One of my favorite shots in the intro actually is like, I was I was like my jaw kind of dropped a little bit at how much I was like vibing with it because there's a shot. It's like a big wide shot of all five of the uh, of the Rangers, and they all. They're, I mean, they're all different colors, of course, because of course they are. But then explosions with smoke they do so much with these like little pyrotechnics this sort of like they're goofy but again it's just this adherence to whimsy over realism that is it's hard not to get swept up in totally and these explosions are color coordinated and they're making these sort of like settle into slow-mo poses as these fucking color-coded explosions go off behind them in a big wide shot i was like jesus christ this is actually incredibly cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really is like pro theater. Um, it's so good. And while we're talking about practical effects, we have to talk about uh, Bandara's, uh, Bandora's next master plan that involves buildings in the city. Oh, oh. it's so funny. <laughs> so she just, so she doesn't have a, she doesn't have a spaceship over on Nemesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? That's sort of the buildup. We're, we're just kind of, we're hanging out back on Earth. Back in presumably Tokyo, but yeah. a- anywhere, any sort of, you know, it's not the only city in Japan, but, you know, that's where, where, that's where the mind goes. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to steal Austin's thunder. I just want to set it up that <laughs> we're just hanging out in Tokyo and all of a sudden something happens. Yeah. So <laughs> it's kind of hard to tell exactly what is happening here, but we know that her magic is sort of doing something and the ground shakes in the city and then all of these buildings in the city sort of rearrange themselves um, and start Have to Have you quake. ever seen, you seen that, that SpongeBob episode where he gets lost and then has to ride a rock home? Uh-huh. You remember this? Oh, sure. She steals with a sure. skyscraper. <laughs> yeah, it's this giant fucking boulder that just sort of slides along the ground like it was meant to do it, like it's skating <laughs> on skates. And this is what skyscrapers are doing. They're going down the street. A building goes down the street. <laughs> yeah, she creates a skyscraper strike force. Uh, and a single, a single tall building 
launches itself like a missile out of the ground and flies up to space and then comes back down with her own like uh gouty gouty barcelona palace on top of it that says bandra's place on it <laughs> and with like a neon sign yeah with like a neon sign um and some guys comments on comments on it some like architectural expert on the street of tokyo was like that kind of <laughs> looks like a gouty building in barcelona <laughs> which is a fun ad um <laughs> and so she's created she's created her own palace out of a out of a skyscraper and it lands in this sort of new like reconfigured city with an explosion it does, but it it does feel like it more or less just lands where it left from like it just goes up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. grabs her and comes back down yeah which is just a funny thing to see as just as a skyscraper to just do just be a rocket ship for a minute and yeah. now and then it's done Right, done and with it, that, and it so easily could have just been like a quick, like little sprinkle of magic dust or whatever, and suddenly it's there. Uh, but this was again exemplar of, you know, this this whimsy e- over realism. That's whimsy, what they're going for. Yes, it's so it was so fun to watch. Yeah, I um I gotta say as well that this strongly reminded me, and of course they're pulling from the same traditions, but. Of a cartoon that we watched, a Japanese anime with the English title Ronin Warriors. Yes. Where we have these like reincarnated heroes of they're all color coded show up out of nowhere, and then a giant space villain castle shows up in the middle of town, like looming over everyone. Right. Like it's the exact same sort of setup, except obviously Ronin Warriors is dark as shit. But uh I I love I love it. And yeah. I wish that the Power Rangers show actually had kept this. I know. Um, yeah. That's I like know. one of my one of my saddest things about the adaptation. But uh Mighty regardless. Morphin it has has positive qualities, but it lost so much of the whimsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um so speaking ben- of the whimsy, we've got White Wizard Barza <laughs> and <laughs> and when when Rita shows up. She meets him and she's like, "Oh yeah, I know you." And, and he's Barza like, yeah, I'm is fucking the, old. Is the janitor guy who had the weird ears. He's the janitor guy with the giant ear, and he does a sad little old man spin, and that's his like Sailor Moon transformation. <laughs> and he turns around and he's like a wizard man. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Oh, I he's a it. darling. I love him. Yeah, and he's got like a secret magical elevator under his condominiums takes him down to like a weird like ancient Sanctum. ruin with a bunch of portals and it's down here that he realizes like oh Rita well not Rita Bantora has uh has arrived and it's time to summon the five warriors from the five tribes right and he's got all these different keys these color-coded keys for super badass doors with like the the different dinosaurs on them and uh and he gets them all one by one, you know, he and they're all pretty high. Them pretty good, and uh, <laughs> he does fuck for for I I think just for the for the reveal of him appearing, uh, you know, two minutes yeah. later. Uh, but uh, he does break the key for the fifth ranger, the red ranger that everybody's super hype on that we've never met. But uh-huh. like all of these people are like. Where's Red Ranger? And he's like, I don't know. I uh, this never happens normally. I'm don't sorry. yell at me, but I might have broken the key. And they're like, and they all start attacking the door. It's and been 140 million years. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so funny that like, in 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 the literal hypest moment of the show, he just breaks off a key in the door, and none of the all these characters who are supposed to be pretty powerful, yeah, 
just nobody they're all thwarted by just a door with a broken <laughs> key in it it's it's pretty funny it's effective yeah yeah i like well, it a lot and meanwhile uh bandora is riding around tokyo on a penny farthing bicycle <laughs> Uh, laughing and shouting at the people of the city saying that earth is dumb and she's going to make it shitty. Um, and that, humanity's garbage. You yeah. believe in love or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I love her, her, her angry monologue. Um, and, but she's, she's stolen the, the astronaut children. That's yes. the important part. Yeah, she shrunk down the rocket ship, which she could have used to return to earth, but instead she just turned it into toy size and then stole a skyscraper, which is right. a little bit off camera, but it's still funny that she like had this, had this rocket ship and didn't use it. I know. She, turned it, she turned it into a toy. And she shows, uh, the wizard Barza that, uh, she's going to murder these children by with a Rube Goldberg. Yeah. They are, they are tiny, now tiny children trapped inside a tiny miniaturized uh space shuttle with a uh some sort of weight some sort of what it, it, it you know what it looks like is an underwater mine it looks like a sea yeah. mine uh As made the, of that plastic. Is just like hanging over yeah that's just hanging over this rocket ship it's, and again yeah rube goldberg it's it's the most absurd way to murder children. Put them in a little spaceship and throw an underwater mine at it. Yeah, like, that's, well, and then so it's hanging—it's hanging by a thread, and there's a mirror that is focused on the sun, and the sun—the <laughs> heat of the sun in one hour is gonna is gonna snap the, the twine, and then this tiny weight is gonna drop on the on the small space shuttle and she doesn't do it like you have one hour before these kids die she just thinks it's a funny way to kill them. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no there's no grand scheme to the timer she's just like i i think this is this is to me an entertaining way to <laughs> this spend is my how day. i get down this right. is what i do <laughs> right between the hours of nine and five <laughs> this is my nasty shit and i love it um and then so so Barza unlocks all these other warriors and they're just like, they've been in stasis for, uh, I yeah. don't know how long. And the nope, first it's thing, it's just like, this hey is guys, where the story up, falls apart. Save the kids. You got to go. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's and go. they know, the kids they, are they in know trouble. what's going on. And yeah, they, yeah. And they're yeah. just like ready to rock. Um, there's no like time shock. There's no just like understanding uh -huh. of and they how long... they all seem to know each other right as well right. So like there's no there's no like oh we have these powers. It's like no these are heroes. We just brought them and they know each other and they're ready to fuck shit up. We, this is not a barrier to 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 fucking things up. But We're just gonna is, go fight now. It is a it is a noteworthy difference. Perhaps I just came into this from with so much Mighty Morphin context and and the shows will inform each other a little bit as the years go on. Yeah. These characters come out the gate legendary heroes. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Defined personalities, trained abilities. One's a prince and one's a princess. Like mm -hmm. Yeah, they've got they've got like weird like cultural context. Like there's <laughs> yeah. a whole bunch going on there. Yeah. So that uh, was why it was a little bit I was a little bit chill with them just kind of like getting to business because like they perhaps they get summoned every time, like mm. you know. Shit, shit goes down like this might not this might be nothing new in the realm of, right of yeah of Jew ranger they're like the they're like the the winter soldier that he's sure, yeah. woke, woken up when there's a job uh -huh. yeah so they don't have to uh, pay rent yeah now so they there's a there's a sequence where they go fight mud dolls so they try and go find uh baldora Bandora, I'm forgetting her name. Oh, the mud dolls. And they are teleported to the ocean, and they're like, how's that happen? 
and they're on the beach, and these weird little mud dolls are in the, the sand, and they're like, what the fuck? They're hand, they're hand, hand puppets. Mud dolls. Definitely hand puppets. They're yeah, hand all, puppets. and they're so cute. Oh, they're so cute. Then they just get fucking punched straight in the goddamn jaw by these mud dolls, and it is so funny. Uh, and then they have to fight the mud dolls when they get big. They get big in human size. Right, Which is, if you've seen any, any of them, it's, it's the gray suit guys. Yeah, the putty. Yep, the that will be these sort of, yeah, the putty patrol, these sort of nameless characters that we're going to beat up for the next 25 years. Yep. Yep. Um, but they get they get captured, and then freeing them from a cage, finally showing up, is... Prince Geki from the Yamato tribe, the red, the red ranger, and he is worth the wait. He is hot. He has a fucking sword. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good dude. What is also notable is that other rangers have like a ranger gun and they they shoot yeah. people with it. Yeah. Also, they have other like real like pointy non-nerf weapons that they use and and do like stab and kill. Um Yeah. Like there's a, there's, you know, <laughs> the bow is pretty unimpressive. The especially bow is re- silly as hell. <laughs> it, it's very silly. And it's especially silly in contrast when we find out that they've all got guns. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And the, so the bow, if you've ever seen just a toy bow where it yeah. is, you cannot draw it all the way back. It's like, you have to sort of just like a draw it back about a foot. And then well, the- it, it doesn't <laughs> have that, like con- that resistance. Right. So you have to kind of like. It's just you look stupid. There's right. no possible way to pull back with any with any force. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. The rest of this, they 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 do a big fight. Uh, they they put the medals in their belt buckles. They hadoken them at the camera. They transform. They they get into their costumes. And this is where the footage that we'll recognize in the next segment starts coming in, where they're in their uh, different color coded outfits, so you can't see the actors. And so they can actually start stealing this footage. And so some of this fight footage ends up in Power Rangers. Right. But, uh, but the, yeah. The thing I didn't expect about this is that when these regular non, non, pow, not, not non helmeted, I guess, uh, when mm-hmm. they're in their sort of other costumes, those costumes are pretty dope. And they do yeah, a they lot of cool. fighting in those costumes. And like, honestly, they don't look cooler when they transform. I think that was a smart choice by the English version was like, let's make the morph a little more impactful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They just look like slobby teens. <laughs> yeah. They look like slobby teens into badass, you know, Power Rangers. Whereas in the Japanese, they look, yeah, like Austin said, they look cool. They look fine. They're in cool costume uniforms that seem like if they never transformed into the yeah. Rangers, you wouldn't. They miss look like anything. legendary warriors plucked from time. Yeah. Like they are. Yeah. I think what it, and, and I think it's just a little more telling. This is where, this is where you see the wires and the plays a little bit. The whole point of the ranger suit was to put stuntmen in there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Right. Uh, yes. And, but they're still doing stunts and intense fighting, like as the yeah. warriors also. So, yeah. It's just not quite as crazy. Not quite as crazy. The flips aren't quite as high or as, you know, mm-hmm. the kicks aren't. And it's, yeah. It's just as obvious in English, except the transformation, I think, is still just a cooler point A to point B. Right. You're, right? you're yeah. waiting for the it. The teens suck and the rangers rule. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. But yeah, I mean, that's 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 basically, I mean, we kind of end on a cliffhanger. So what I think is interesting oh, yeah. about this first episode is that uh, in Japan, 
they didn't feel the need to shove the Zords in episode one. They wanted they they had trust that you would stick around for the Zords. Maybe that's the confidence that comes with sixteen seasons. They of a tease show. it a little bit though, don't they? Yeah, there's the next time on that teases it. Yeah. Well, and they show like uh, I think visions of the. I think they see oh, the yeah. robots. Well, that's uh-huh. totally true too. If they've got sixteen. 16 but, years of previous shows then yeah. they don't then they've got they've earned a little bit of uh latitude yeah, they can in, this, in this first episode yeah yeah in a in a way that the first episode of power rangers cannot waste time they have to show you everything you're gonna get in episode one so that you buy in um, yeah now i did enjoy some of the names of these warriors one of them was named boy b-o-i which <laughs> yeah, to me the today, yellow ranger right yeah it's just like what's up what's up boy well it's funny because because the the yellow ranger in uh, in the american show is a girl and it's funny that in the original the yellow ranger is a boy named boy (laughs) yep that's true (laughs) yeah and then there's the blue ranger his name is dan and that's not the (laughs) american name he's billy but you could have you had a perfect opportunity to keep the name dan right i mean I don't know. Maybe they thought Dan sounded too cool and they needed Billy to sound like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Well, they succeeded. <laughs> uh, any, more, any more thoughts about this? I had a really fun time. Yeah. Uh, I think it, we're all in agreement. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Well, it's, it's fun, too, because, like, it, it's cohesive. Like, it makes sense as a whole and it makes everything more exciting when, when, you, ha- when you have knowledge of Power Rangers to just see all of these pieces put together as they make sense. And like, you know what? I, I have a final thought too that, that when, because we talk about how it spends, how it sort of drifts into nonsense towards the back half of the episode. Yeah. But that nonsense is inherently grounded in a show that's nonsense. And I don't mean nonsense in a mean way, right? Like, I mean, it's, yep. Yep. It, it, this show is so silly that when it stops making sense, you've sort of been primed for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. And there's like a de-emphasis on on character almost on purpose, I think. But uh uh you know, it's 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 more it's in service of the 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 crazy. It's in service of the the ridiculous action and the fun pyrotechnics. Right. Um and we're going to see a very different approach to that in yes, our next segment. But we 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 have to mention the ending theme now. Uh this is the part <laughs> yeah, where we, we have to talk about the ending because there's kind of a huge tone shift as we get to <laughs> the extremely happy. If you didn't realize it's... this was a show for babies, uh, <laughs> when the ending theme plays, you will know it. elementary school sing-along yeah Yeah. it's bizarre um and very fun because we're also seeing a bunch of silly things happen but we're seeing these very stoic warriors of destiny suddenly be like like riding bicycles and and friends with each other Mm -hmm. and i saw more like cohesiveness and character development and like fun like oh i get to i get a sense of who they are in like the entire Mighty Morphin Power Ranger. Like, I don't know. Like, I felt like immediately after watching that intro and seeing 
all these heroes kind of like having fun with each other. I well, knew who they were. I was like, I like I, I like these guys. I'm gonna have more to say later, but I actually like extremely disagree with you. But that's okay. We get to do that. There's three people on this podcast. But I, I it, the song reminded me of the ending song of Ponyo. Mm-hmm. You know, like the yeah. Ponyo, 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 fishy in the sea. But instead, yeah, if that if that same song had come after. A, a Rangers, martial Rangers arts show. power, Rangers power. <laughs> it, 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 the earth is round and blue and green. It's so funny. It's, you, it sounds. It sounds. I, I. I. It's so hard to describe because it's almost like trying to be educational, but you know what I mean. It's like it's like trying yeah. to teach you something, but what it's teaching is so obvious. I think unless the translation is weak, it's like the sun goes up and then goes down. I'm like, thanks, song. <laughs> thanks. thanks, buddy. <laughs> well, you know how um, how when the West Wing ends, and it's usually very, like, you know, somber, <laughs> and then it goes really wistful. Yeah. Oh, God. It's funny. Let's go to a sponsor. Let's do it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 Austin, you know Usher? I do. <laughs> Say okay. it like Usher. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Rory, I got an ad for you to do. Tell us uh tell everybody about Loud Chowder. God, Loud Chowder everybody is this if y- here's so what the thing is, you are you're walking down the street. You're thinking to yourself, boy, it would be great for a spot of lunch. Yeah, it would be great course. for just a spot of lunch. Uh, you you, you spy. You spy through the corner of your eye. Uh, but, a, but a comely uh, lunch, seafood seafood spot. And you think to yourself, boy, would it, boy, howdy, would, would, I, would I care for just a, just, a, just a bowl of chowder? Now, they're going to, you're going to go in there and you're going to order the chowder. And as is tradition, it is brought to you for, for, you know, the the price on the menu. Yeah. I think. Okay. Okay. I, I don't want to get too lost in the weeds. We all are familiar with ordering food. Yeah. <laughs> Typically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so you have now purchased your la- your chowder. Now what you have not gotten is loud chowder. What you've gotten is restaurant chowder, and and, and you have thought to yourself now, uh, I'm sure if, if you're if you're at all like me. You've thought you've which you've thought is uh, uh, how how do I how do I eat this how do how do I put this inside me, knowing that the liquid falls falls through my fingers hips. And uh, you you may be thinking, well, uh, it's time it's time to step step my game up. It's time to get loud. It's time to really get the ruckus going. It's time to it's time to eat, it's time to eat this chowder loud style. Okay. Oh, loud style. (laughs) 
Loud style is an event. Is an event uh, where you where you get your chowder, you get it, uh, you get it ready to go, and you're just gonna you're just gonna <laughs> scream it down the gullet as you as oh, no. right. <laughs> you're just, <laughs> it's it's the widest your throat can be is full scream and you're and and you take this opportunity to just to inhale the entire chowder it's like shotgunning a beer but <laughs> it's, it's like but it's chowder uh-huh uh-huh so scientists determine that the widest the throat can get is is mid scream <laughs> is mid scream so if you're screaming out how does the chowder go in is this sort of like a circular breathing type scenario or I'm. Do I need to explain sound to you now? It doesn't stop chowder. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a point. Sound will not stop chowder. <laughs> okay, yeah, you know, you, you, the you're point right. is the point is to be loud. The point is to be as loud as possible, such that the chowder can can just move in one in one sort of chunk in one bullet down down to your stomach where it rests happily forever. Escape oh, to like your that. tummy. <laughs> yes. I like a bullet of chowder. That's the way it goes down, baby. Well, yeah, that was, that's that's incredibly enlightening and I'm never going to eat chowder the same way. <laughs> no, you got to eat loud chowder. I guess Thanks, we Rory. do, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. you zords and zordettes it's that moment you've been waiting for we are finally talking about the show that you probably watched as a very young impressionable child mighty morphin power rangers and we watched episode one day of the dumpster which already gives you (laughs) yeah it just really gives you a, 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 a palette just a just you can tell what we're doing here immediately. Which is, you know, and I, and I want to, and I want to interject a little bit because we yeah. picked ones and ones episode one of both these so that on the hope that there would be some cohesion that, that spawned, uh, an interesting discussion. And in a way, the, the absolute rejection of that, uh, uh, will mm-hmm. spawn an interesting conversation. But it makes me wonder if we made the right choice to, cause I assumed they would be using, the least amount of recyclable material uh-huh. in this episode. You know what I mean? Sure. I thought so too. Yeah. But they managed, they pulled from however many episodes they got. Like, I, I only noticed the fight scene at the end. Like I said, that's that 30 mm-hmm. seconds that seemed to be recycled. Yeah, there's a pretty noticeable from, section from the- that's reused. And otherwise, it's all not from the pilot. But I think we did make the right choice because I, I really wanted to do this so we could feel like we were seeing... You know, Haim Saban, who who sort of created this North American version, I wanted to see his mind. You know, I wanted to see him like yeah, solve totally. this problem of like watching what uh-huh. we watched and and make something out of that. Sure. Yeah. So here, let me get this long synopsis out of the way and we can really just chew on this fat. So 
when two astronauts come across a strange dumpster on the moon, they open it, accidentally releasing Rita Repulsa and her minions, Goldar, Squat, Babu, and Finster. None of those are Pleprechaun. None of them are <laughs> Pleprechaun, except Finster is Pleprechaun. Ugh. But uh, Rita then sets her eyes on the nearest planet, Earth. Meanwhile, at a local youth center in Angel Grove, California, we're introduced to, quote, teenagers with attitude, Jason, Trini, Zach, Kimberly, and Billy. Within the California desert, at the command center, Zordon and Alpha 5 are alerted of Rita's escape and teleport the five to the command center. After receiving power morphers, the teens morph into the mighty Morphin Power Rangers and take on Goldar and the Putty Patrol. Also making their debut are the bullies, Bulk and Skull and Juice Bar Proprietor, Ernie. <laughs> so I think something I want to talk about early, maybe we'll move it. Um, given how little content is is from this first episode, right, uh, that we mm. talked about, or the, it's from the first episode of the Japanese version, Um. I was actually surprised that they adhered to Rita Repulsa, uh, Japanese's uh, Bandora, as the primary villain. Because the uh, the costume characters would be so much easier to overdub. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But they kept her, and they did a... So, there's a few spots that make literally no sense, but for the most part, they overdubbed her pretty well. Mm -hmm. Like, they well, put... They put and a lot, a lot of, of kids didn't know. I didn't know. Oh, well, but and just so, like, but I'm just talking about like matching uh, uh, tonality and mouth motion. Mm -hmm. It's good. They did. I want to. I want to. I want to both reiterate that. Yes, they have done that in several spots. But I also want to say I don't know how much of this footage is is uh, is this way. But I do know for a fact uh, from looking through some materials that they they asked. What is it, Toei that makes this? I don't know what company makes Super Oh, Sentai. did they get her? Did they get her to do some mouth motions? So they got some extra footage made on request from Saban. Uh, some extra, like, fighting footage. And, yes, some extra Raider Repulsa footage where she does her best at phonetically mouthing English. Yeah, and that makes total sense because it's pretty good. I think they targeted in specific spots because, obviously, through the rest of the show, there's clearly also moments where it's like obviously, you can catch it but it's pretty good they've done a good job of matching the flap and i like it uh especially because she's the only character that is the, does have that problem and she's you know killing I mean? it by the way she's 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 amazing. good and it was a great decision to pick her uh or not pick her to uh to keep her for like i said mm -hmm. for a show that, that that cuts so much uh this uh, a live action villain he constantly emoting Mm -hmm. Is a tough is a tough keep. I think. Well, she's also yeah. a perfect choice because she is a distanced villain who throws down minions yeah, to do totally. her thing. So she can always just. It's so easy for her to just be on a telescope, and they can just you know alternate take you know just show what she's I, looking at. I agree, at and, but you could you could just as easily use Goldar. You know what I mean? I, God, and Goldar is just such a good like he's a fucking he's design. A, he's a great uh -huh. design, and he's got that like, but with. With Rita, with Bandora, he's also got that uh, flying monkey vibe a little bit that I never right. caught as a kid. Right, totally. Yeah, yeah. And, and her being on like a penny farthing bicycle adds yeah. to the further, you know, Wicked Witch of the West thing. They're totally. flying monkey. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I totally I see why they kept the villains, because there is a lot of budget that comes. There's a lot of saved effort 
from the panning over to what the villains are up to. They basically never yeah. have to do that, at least in season one. I think yeah, they now start... I know that they they do add villains. In like uh, Brian Cranston famously played a lot of uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers villains. That's right. In costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Get away with this! Goodbye, Power Rangers. Now I we should before we move on too far. I want to briefly just talk about the '90s tastic theme song for this show. Uh because the vibe is so absurdly strong with the wheelie, 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 wheelie guitar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and fucking, what is his name? Zordon saying, recruit a team of teenagers with attitude. Like, That's in the okay. theme song. What does he say in the show? He needs people with over emotion, like over, over too much energy Override, and too much emotion. Over emotional teens. Uh, he says, yeah. Teleport to us five overbearing and over emotional humans. No, not that. Not teenagers. No, not that. Teenagers. <laughs> That's an odd joke. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. The 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 crazy part to me is that this show has such a just completely bespoke new setting, new cast of characters. Like obviously you would have to. Like that's the thesis of this adaptation. But like it's so white California like cute teens blah 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 you know teen magazine which i wanted to say uh uh i th- <laughs> this is one of few shows where i think the most racist caricature we've seen was a white girl <laughs> <laughs> now okay sure like kimberly yeah <laughs> now of course that does not get it off the hook for the completely egregious use of color matching right yes that is is at this point pretty infamous um and they have yeah you know no of course thankfully not continued uh beyond this series this particular season but the completely baffling choice that is to have zach who is a black guy be the black ranger and trini you know uh the trini one is extra gross because it's it's like to even yep. say it is racist yeah yep. it's, it's really extra bad yeah because yep. in, in in the in the most recent power rangers movie there's a fun little moment with uh so you know a white kid getting the black ranger and mm-hmm. and the black kid being like come on man <laughs> 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 i mean because they had to say something because they, they couldn't you had to even, say something you had to say something. because they couldn't but even yeah. in the show they couldn't even when they're giving <laughs> them their their power their ranger power designating each one is like and you zach you We'll get the You're Mastodon. The mammoth guy. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, they just can't. Jason, glorious Red Ranger. Zach, um, here you go. Trini, you're the, <laughs> you're the saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, these, these are California teens, but they hang out. This show has a, a, a set piece that feels very much ki- uh, like the like the bronze almost from Buffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even more like just super kid friendly. We've got the Angel Grove Youth Center gym and juice bar. <laughs> the gym and Sipping juice on bar. on gym and juice. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a place where you can kind of do gymnastics and karate. And this place must smell so bad. 
Oh, it's full of teens, juiced up teens yeah, but doing also mangoes, balance beam. Right? Like, the mango's going to help a little bit. <laughs> they have to. But there's a karate class right next to the juice bar right next to the balance beams. It's like fucking, this must just be the sweatiest room in the history of California. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, I just, I have to get on my martial arts high horse a little bit because <laughs> um, I, I noticed they kept saying they were doing karate. But the entire time, uh-huh. they were doing very specifically Taekwondo moves that I have learned. They were doing Taekwondo forms and kicks that I have done. And apparently, Austin St. John, great name, um, is <laughs> ha- is a, like, a new second... member of Saturday Night Live, Austin St. John. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's different. Um, but who's the Red Ranger? Eh, three um, white names. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's a second degree black belt in Taekwondo. Um, yeah, and I so see, he's, I see, I see. he's the one demonstrating, he's saying karate for the class, but it's like, <laughs> you took a Japanese show and you're going to do Taekwondo and call it karate. And it's just like, yeah, come on guys. <laughs> yeah. I also really like, like, I get what he's saying, but at some point he says something like martial arts was not developed to hurt others. <laughs> and I'm well, like, okay, well. but then what are all the punches for? <laughs> <laughs> Stern warnings. this this is where i have to bring up something so we we're introduced to all the cast they're not that interesting but uh you know we meet some some like i don't know bully light characters they're just sort of like they're kind of like incels no what what these characters are they tried to put they tried to put uh larry and curly into the (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> into, uh-huh. into this show yeah they really and, did complete with like stri- you know th- with literal like 20s 30s sound effects the yeah oh god i know so that's what i really wanted to bring up is that the music the music in this show is the stinky ass synthesizer it is scored like a looney tune in that every time bulk bulk and skull are on screen, their every motion, anyone's motion, and anyone's line is underscored with something that someone thought was appropriate. Let's play it right and... now. <laughs> oh no, look who's here. Bulk and skull. Hi girls. How about that double date we talked about? Yeah. <laughs> what about? Sorry, guys. What's the matter? We're not good enough for you? Hey, you heard what she said. Oh, what do you know? The dancer wants to be a fighter. It's okay, Zach. We can handle these two. Yeah, see, it's a Three Stooges. It's a Three Stooges. It's is what it yes. is. Uh, it, it, and it, it's, it's not good. No, it they're, makes the no, show unwatchable they're, they're the, for however long. They make the show unwatchable, yeah. It's, yeah, it's which like is, lazy is so, town music. It's... It, I mean, I would call the Three Stooges, you know, near perfection in abstraction, right? But like, yeah, yeah. if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna knock it off, I mean, slapstick is so easy to do to children, and I I I I don't remember hating this as a kid, but I can't imagine this being a selling point. You know what I mean? Like, right. this is this is egregiously bad. The hype is by shit a children, by children's standards. The hype is shit of any Power Rangers episode is the stuff they took from Japan. Like yeah. any yeah. of that footage is immediately just feels. I mean, I've built my career around knowing about children's cartoons, and this is egregious, right? <laughs> like this is this is horrible, and I, I I just don't believe a kid would would be down with this. Well, yeah, and no. and our our five main cast actors are just not very good. 
Right. No. But so I think that I mean, if we're if, if we're going to get a little bit into the differences between the shows, I where I had trouble with what you were saying earlier, Austin, about like, oh, these I know exactly what these characters are about. Is that like I don't know any individual thing about any individual person in Judanja. No, sure. Not a no. single thing about any person. No, and I, I'm saying I got it from the end saying, theme. I got it. I got it all know, from the but, end but, theme. But what did you get? Tell me anything about one Even of those then, characters. Even then, yeah, I'm kind of with Austin. Like, we don't know enough about them to, for what showed up in the end theme to kind of stick to them, to me. I've already kind of forgotten, like, does the Green Ranger like ice cream? Does <laughs> right, the Red Ranger sure. like bicycling? But watching it, I was like, okay, I see them all doing distinct things, You see a little fun. personality. I'm with you. You see it, but it, it yeah. doesn't stick. But I think just from a perspective of watching a television show... This show spends the first five minutes doing extremely by the book, but effective scene to introduce us to every character, what they're about, what they like, how they talk, who they are, how they relate to each other. Oh, yeah. It's done in five minutes. Absolutely. And it's and I know I know all their names. I know I know why they react the way they do to things. And I uh, nothing like that happens in the other show. No, no. And, And that is, you know, obviously a difference in focus. Um, yes, and a difference yes. in, I think, like, for example, a situation comedy that Power Rangers is kind of structured like, where you kind of get the the characters and then the, the situation, the story will be different every time versus right. versus Jew yeah. Ranger, which is like, here is the story. And then maybe you'll get some character stuff along the way. But like, this is the story we're telling. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of fuck with that. Um, So... I don't hate Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I'm gonna. It, no. it, it's hard not to dog on it because compared to Jew Ranger, um, I I just felt so betrayed because I'd never seen this before. I'd never seen the Japanese before. Right. Mm-hmm. At, at how much? Uh, I mean, I, I'll just keep using the same word because it's it's the word that fits to me. How much whimsy was cut from this show? Yeah. Yeah, in favor of different, worse whimsy. Uh huh. The buildings you know? don't. The buildings don't blast off into space. <laughs> yeah right 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 they do try to have they do try to put in some slapstick characters which feels like a a, a band-aid to a if it's a band-aid to a bone you broke right like they cut out the whimsy <laughs> and then we're like well whimsy's the same as slapstick so here's the fat guy and his weird friend it it's a bad fix to a problem they didn't need to make and not to mention alpha five yeah who is alpha another five is just horrible slapstick fall off his own, falling on his own ass, dumb robot character. Right, right. And the way that they approach the uh, existing footage from Jew Ranger, the way that they overdub with these monsters, one, they speeded, they seem to speed it up. They cut out a bunch of the chunks because they do show the astronauts. They don't really show their faces. So kids assume they're just cool American astronauts. You can, you can tell because if we, if you said you if you've seen the Japanese, you can tell, but I agree. They don't kind of linger on them out inside the spaceship with their helmets off. Right. Yeah. Um they're trying to sell white kids right. to, to and little then, American boys yeah. and girls. And then this whole sequence where Rita repulses free from what they said what looks like a dumpster, which is why they call <laughs> this episode doesn't. Day of the Dumpster. It is not a dumpster. It's like a capsule. It's so weird. It's weird. It's really weird. What do you think it is? It looks like a giant space dumpster. Which is funny to me because if anything, it's a pipe. And Mario yeah. hype must have been so fucking high at this time. 
Like, why not lean into that? Sure. Yeah. Sure. And um, when she comes out and then her her four little weirdos um, are all like talking to her, they they, you know, they abbreviate the scene and they jam every minute of dead air with like weird farts and whoopsies and and uh uh-ohs that just feels almost malicious like it it almost feels i don't know like to the point that they they did not let any of it translate or that could have been fine you know like like they were changing it to changing it or they were giving the the overdubbing actors just like ah fuck it here's this japanese nonsense here you just say whatever you want yeah Yeah, just sort of fill the space and and match the flaps and just sort of do whatever Let me get Stop you a it. man! Oh, it's good to be free after 10,000 years. Here, your evilness, let me help you. Walk with me, talk with me. Oh, you made me step in a puddle, you nitwit! I, I think Mighty Morphin Power Rangers does hit a stride. I, it's been so long since I've seen it, but I can't imagine, based off this episode, that it became the monolith, or not the monolith, <laughs> the, the Goliath that it has in the States. Um, I believe, I believe the Japanese one was every mm-hmm. bit as successful as what I saw. Yep. And I have to just assume Mighty Morphin Power Rangers gets its shit together a little bit. Well, you know, they get right to the Megazord fight in this episode. You know, I mean, they go <laughs> yeah. right to the money and they, and that, that's, that's kind of enough at the time. And the fight, and I kids. will say, I liked the fight. Yeah. Because I did too. It, it's a person who is there. He's in a sort of silly, blocky robot suit, but he probably he looks like he probably can kind of sword fight. Like it's like mm-hmm. somebody who knows his shit, doing the best he can in a goofy ass costume. And it was kind of fun to watch. And the transformations sell it. Yeah, I love the way the Megazord moves. Yeah, he, he yeah. like like I feel like the the gut choice would be like, oh, he's a big robot. He's got to sort of like. You know, move slowly move and ponderously. Slow. No, he doesn't. He moves. he moves fast like Jackie Chan in a fight scene. <laughs> he's like ducking around. He looks like he's gonna fall over half the time, but then he catches his balance, and he's like, "I don't know. I don't know. I love all the like articulated points." Yeah, like, shit's cool. There was a fun moment where it panned over the the big blocky like Lego hands are going to grab the sword, and then it it does a swap out cut. And it's just like a, a, gl- a guy's hand in like a silver glove grabbing the sword and then it cuts right back. And it's such a like, it's such a difference from his big blocky Lego hands that, you know, yeah, that's a, that was a fun detail. But, you know, otherwise, yeah, it, I mean, it looks pretty good. It doesn't feel like Ultraman, you know, like it, it feels pretty mm-hmm. decent. It's easy to forget. It's just, you know, suit guys fighting. Yeah, the, the parts that suck, suck really bad. The parts that are cool are probably from Japan. And the stuff that the the thing that we're left with is fascinating. And I think reminds me why as a kid, I wasn't into it. I think the like the strangeness of it was what was getting me Mm -hmm. as a small child. And then and then by the time I might have been like, well, maybe I'll give it a try. It was like already so past me and everyone else was like so in it already. I was I just sort of gave up. But yeah, I I wonder if I gave my my younger self another another try at this, 
I could see myself falling deep down this hole. Oh yeah. This content is exciting even if it sucks. Yeah. And I'm 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 actually really looking forward to two more weeks of some of this. <laughs> yeah. No, I I was I you know, I was I was pretty deep in, you know. The toys, I mean the toys really led the way because the toys were awesome. I mean they did everything they did in the show. Mm-hmm. You know, getting that full transforming megazord was like, you know, uh, finding the Ark of the Covenant. I mean, it was like, <laughs> it was, you know, it's the, the gold standard for toys. It was great. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I, a few other spare thoughts right now about the episode. Um, so the, I mean, the kids get like transported to Zordon, who's a really low effort kind of guy, right? Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a, the wizard from Wizard of Oz. I yeah. was actually really, I, didn't expect that Zordon and Alpha Five were in were complete creations of the English. Yeah, and uh, kind of an interesting idea. Uh, they, they, they're a little lame in the first episode. Well, they just was like, like, "Oh yeah, Zordon, he's a guy trapped in a time warp, and he, that's yeah. that's where we'll leave it. His lips don't really match up." That is funny. Their their introductions to themselves. It's very funny. He says, I am Zordon, an interdimensional being caught in a time warp. I'm like, okay, enough that's about your concept. Me. And Alpha 5 goes, <laughs> and my name is Alpha 5. And no other details are given about this guy. And he's the one I have the most questions about. He's a robot that sucks. Why do, why do we have him? <laughs> <laughs> and he's, an, he's a pretty odd, interesting, like, idea for a robot, right? Like, he's kind of this weird mm-hmm. little vacuum monster with a mm-hmm. UFO for a head. Uh it's a pretty wild take on a robot that I haven't seen anything quite like it. He has a 360 degree Jordy LaForge going on. Like, yeah, he does have a 360 degree Jordy LaForge. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going to say he kind of reminded me of Lost in Space a little bit. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, oh, that could be. I haven't seen it. The original. He kind of looks like a walking drum set. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they give the kids belt buckles, um, which like great if your outfit, if that works for your outfit. But if not, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but you have a big old like Texas belt buckle now uh, <laughs> that you have to carry around. Um, it's coin operated. Yes, <laughs> and then they they all kind of reject reject the call. You know, they like start walking home with terrible ADR. Um, which I wish I could convey via a clip drop how bad this ADR is. Like mm. the the voiceover when they're like walking in the the canyon that they use for all the Star Trek. <laughs> episodes you know it was so funny so i thought the whole point of warping them to the desert was going to be to recycle a bunch of desert fighting from the japanese yeah it's not at all they just go to the desert for no fucking reason right and then get randomly teleported to the city to recycle city footage they get teleported to tokyo essentially it's just like oh downtown angel city is under attack um (laughs) but or angel grove and then yeah they're 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 now in tokyo doing the fight from which I actually, you Sentai. know, actually, I want to praise a little bit because Angel Grove, I think, to just about anybody, is an obvious pretend city. Yep. And you just you just don't lose somebody by, uh, you know, trying to pretend that what is clearly Tokyo, we're calling Atlanta mm-hmm. or Pittsburgh right, or whatever. Right. Right. It's like it's this sort of magical California town. Sure. And so we can assume it's got. You know, not even a little Tokyo. It's got a big Tokyo. <laughs> it's got a big Tokyo. <laughs> Downtown big Tokyo of Angel Grove, California. 
Don't you think that like that's better than like in Sailor Moon kind of doing somersaults to pretend it's not in Japan? Well, they still kind of do that. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but it's like uh, to me, it kind of played a little bit a little bit cleaner. Uh huh. Yeah, right. I agree. But yeah, I mean, this is the that disjointed thing that it just makes so much more sense when you're watching the original version. But you, you realize now the tricks that they're playing. The editing tricks that just like, now I'm going to send you to the city. Uh-huh. And now I'm, yeah. you know, now that you've morphed into Rangers, now I'm going to teleport you to the next fight scene that we're using footage. No, for. it's actually, it's such a brilliant ob- observation because in the Japanese, I was in love with the movie magic. And in the English, it always felt cheap. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, that's... because it, it, it doesn't belong to, I mean, they're just, they're, they're shot differently. They're not, you know, like yeah. it's all. It's it's so much more jarring because it doesn't it's not a cohesive vision and it was ne- it was never mm-hmm. in service of a sort of fun moment it was in service of you know saving money on editing <laughs> right yeah we have a twenty minute episode and we can not shoot five minutes of it uh huh we don't it's need incredible. Act Three Act Three is in the bag already <laughs> <laughs> basically um I d- I did learn looking through the Wikipedia page. I want to share it for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers that uh, several of the original cast all left the show after a couple seasons because it was a non-union production. Uh, I read about this, and yeah. they were apparently subject to low pay, long hours, unfair contracts, and a hostile work environment uh, with no agents or lawyers to protect their interests. And uh, wow. Yeah. Didn't one of them say that they could have made more money working at McDonald's? Yeah, Austin St. John said that. Yeah, I could have worked at McDonald's and made the same money <laughs> in the first season. Uh, Amy Jo Johnson left the series in the middle of the third season for the same reason, along with concerns over her safety, having almost been set on fire during the filming of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie. <laughs> oh my god. It's fucking wild. Yeah, and then David Yost, who played Billy... Um, apparently left the show last, but citing homophobic attitudes from production staff, prompting him to unsuccessfully undergo conversion therapy in an effort to change his sexuality. Uh, that all of the crew, not all the crew, but most of the crew called him the F-slur many times, like, per day. Jesus. Um, so that's, you know, that's not great. Uh, so, you know, they really were saving money by paying the actors yeah. nothing. Um, having a for you literally using teenagers, literally yeah, non-union teenagers. Although, although Billy d- did look thirty-five, it, yeah, it is it is baffling where they did seem like they did so much to plaster over the Japanese content, um, with new stuff, but you know, were unwilling to. Yeah, you know, I mean, they they wanted it all, right? I mean, they wanted a full American yeah. show that American kids could love, but also, you know not have to pay for anything and reuse a bunch of footage. And yeah, I, I, it was successful. It worked, I guess. It was successful because uh, a spoiler for what we're going to be doing moving forward. Not only was this the, the, this is the 16th Super Sentai show, right? And it was turned into Mighty Morphin Power Rangers season one. Uh, the most recent Power Rangers that was turned, or the most recent Sentai that was turned into Power Rangers was the 43rd Sentai show from 2019 wow. that became Power Rangers Dino Fury. Well, and almost every single show in between was successfully Power Rangered. And if it needs to be said, right, that like the, the show's success gave the producers the ability to bury the problems because these kids had no representation 
had no money, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They made McDonald's wages. What are they going to do? Hire, like, go, go to CBS? It doesn't, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. right. It was so easy for them to control the narrative around the show. And it was, it's, it's interesting now looking back, but it's, it's abhorrent to know how they treated people for no reason. If it's in the time. Yeah. You know. And hey, support that IATSE strike. Yeah. Because that's happening. Yeah. Support all strikes. And uh, I'm sorry if your movies are going to come out a little bit late. (laughs) (laughs) I have to think we've said, we've said what we've been thinking. Our, our, Our high level thoughts have been. I think pretty thoroughly put out there. Do you agree? Yeah, I think, yeah. I do agree. I think, especially for this episode of doing two number ones of, of compa- direct comparison for the show. I think this is like the strongest example we're going to get of direct comparison between Mighty Morphin and its source material. Yeah. And, and we are not going to, it is, it gets harder from here. The rest of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and I have to imagine a lot of the rest of the shows, don't one-to-one adapt an episode. They take footage from everywhere and splice it into anywhere and make their own thing. And so it becomes a lot harder to find a one-to-one and compare it as we move along. Well, we'll see. Um, In the Japanese, it looks like, at the very least, they've got these bespoke uniforms every year. I'm curious if they... If the American version sort of massaged that to reuse more and more, mm. more and more uniforms, the the Ranger outfits. Right? Yeah, well, although it also becomes a new opportunity to sell a new generation of toys. Uh, so yep. I think they lean pretty hard into the new uniforms and the new Megazords and the transformations because, you know, it's a whole new, whole new. Well, that's run. what I thought too. But Mighty Morphin itself is like three seasons, right? right? Yeah, they, they. I mean, they kept. Um, they kept some of the same actors uh, between seasons and were able to continue those sort of characters and stories, but they sort of justify these like new, oh, now we are gifted the new things and we get our new uniform upgrades and everything. Oh, sure. Yeah. Right. Now we're the Zeo Rangers or something, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's still Jason and, you know, Tommy when they add the right. Green Ranger, Tommy and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And the mysterious White Ranger. Oh, you know what I need to say that hasn't been said? What? Jason, it, when he's in his Power Ranger suit, is some of the worst acting I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> he's like he's like doing a voice, kind of. Yeah. He's like, time to Power Ranger. Power Rangers, go. It, it doesn't make it any doesn't sense. Match. It just like... doesn't match the visuals. <laughs> there, actually, here's a quote that I want to drop in from the Power Rangers episode of Jason. Uh It's actually very funny. I don't know if he realized that it would come off as funny as it did. But he says, uh, he's talking to his his karate class, and Billy responds. He goes, All right, class, what is it that martial arts helps us to develop? Billy? Courage, kindness, integrity, fitness, loyalty, and discipline. That's good. You memorized that very quickly, Billy. (laughs) (laughs) It's really funny. Like, like, I don't. I don't think that actor intended for it to sound like, wow, you fucking nerd, you memorized that already. I think he tried to sound really, like, sincere, but it comes well, I, off it, so fucking condescending. It's obvious, so, I, to, I mean, maybe not obvious. I think, because the Red Ranger is kind of the star in the Japanese version, mm-hmm. they cast somebody who could fight, right? Yeah. But then they quickly realized, we're not doing any action scenes in person. 
and this we're <laughs> stuck with this guy who like can't act. Um, I think he probably gets a little bit better, but at the same time, he's he's so wooden in person, and he's doing this weird stage whisper scream in Power Ranger form. It's yeah, it's absurd. Yeah, yeah, because Austin St. John is a dancer. Or, no, sorry, he's no, he's he's the Taekwondo guy, and then mm-hmm. uh, Trini, the actor who does Trini, was Kung Fu. Uh, the Billy and Kimberly were gymnasts and Zach is the dancer, right? which they bring into his character with like a little <laughs> musical sting. Like he starts it's... doing dance stuff. Zach! Right. These two are mine. They get some like fucking hip hop dance music as he starts to go fight. Yeah. You know, what's <laughs> funny is it... This was with a one place where they saved a little bit of face. This could have been grotesquely racist, but they do a good job seeding that Zach is a professional dancer. Right. Yeah. And, and it yep. helps that the actor is also a professional dancer. And, it, you know, yep. it yeah. makes yep. sense to sort of, you know, have him take advantage of that. But, you know, it's again, the visuals of, you know, the, the optics. With everything else, it's still not great. It's still Rangers. fucking yeah. a pretty poor idea. Yeah. 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 Hey, this was a lot of fun. I think that we should head out, head on out, and you can come back next week. We're going to be watching two different uh, Sentai slash Power Ranger shows, uh, and I'm really fucking stoked to do that. Yeah, I am. I, I'm really hopeful that that America has has grown in the in the years between the very first episode of Mighty Morphin and the first episode of Dino Dino Thunder. Yeah, Dino Thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dino Thunder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I'm really stoked. I think it's going to be really interesting and it's going to be, I think, probably way different from what we've seen today. Mm-hmm. So uh, get ready. Hold yes. hold on to your morph, morphing, morpher. Hold buckle. on to your morph, be- hold on to your belt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you get it at the same time. Hold on to your belt. <laughs> <laughs> it's morphin' time. It was morphin' time. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you want to hear more shows from us, we have two more for you. The Infinite Backlog is our extremely exciting Marvel podcast where we started at 1961 and we move forward with way too much reading. Wham, bam, pow. (laughs) And you get to hear almost every week Rory and Shane complain about how much reading it is. There's so much reading. It's always Warlock. (laughs) It comes out most Saturdays. We've also got I've Read Dune with Rory Voy. Me, Rory Voy. It's a podcast where I have read Dune and they're my captive audience for an hour. Every Wednesday till we finish the book, we're releasing I've Read Dune with Rory Boy, me, and I've Read Dune. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, if you enjoyed this show or any of our shows really and you want to support us, we do have a Patreon chock full of bonus content. Everything from videos to sound clips to even some fun art that I get to make for you once a month. Um, And, you know, even if you can't support us monetarily, if you don't have anything to give, we would just love it if you joined our Discord and send us memes. Um, (laughs) Send memes to us all day long. Keep us awake all night long with your memes. We love memes. We consume them. Just ruin us with your memes. (laughs) Please ruin us with your memes. 
As always, our links are in the episode description. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Laters. Laters.